0: الحمد لله ربك كفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ الله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة سبحان ربك رب izati عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين Allahumma salli ala sayidina Muhammad wa ala ali sayidina Muhammad wa barik salam Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik salam Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali sayidina Muhammad wa barik salam There are times in our life when we'll be humiliated it's inevitable a person through their childhood through their adolescence and even into adulthood there will be times where times when we'll be humiliated it could be for instance when we perform poorly on a test that we thought we'd do well on we thought that we did great on it we thought we got every question right the instructor hands back the exam, or we get an email stating our score, and we failed that test. We know about it, our parents find out about it, our classmates find out about it, and we're humiliated because this was something that was so simple, we thought we'd do well, we thought we had succeeded, but yet we failed. And as a result, we humiliated ourselves. A person could be playing basketball on a court Their team's down by one. There's 10 seconds left. They get the ball. They're on a fast break by themselves. They have an easy opportunity for a layup. And with that layup, they could win the game for their team. They go up for the layup, and they miss. And they're humiliated. It was a simple opportunity. They thought they were going to do well. It was right in front of them. And yet, they failed themselves, they failed their team, and they failed their supporters. A person might, on their graduation day, with their entire family watching, with all of their friends watching, all of their classmates, their peers watching might go up on stage to get their diploma, they trip over their own feet, they fall down. Laughter erupts in the audience, and they feel humiliated. Something as simple as walking across a stage, they thought they could do it. It's not a difficult task. It's (coughs) something that everyone else does very easily. They stumble, they trip, they fall, and as a result, they humiliate themselves. Inevitably, over the course of our lives, we will face times when we are humiliated. When we discuss the hereafter, we look at it from a plethora of angles. And in particular, the different emotions that a person experiences they differ based off of how a person looks at the description of the hereafter. One emotion is that of fear. One emotion is that of fear. And there's many different types of fear that we experience in this world when we think about the hereafter. And we experience that emotion itself in the hereafter. There's fear of being rejected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We thought we would do well. We had prepared in this life. We made Allah Ta'ala our, or we thought we made Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala our focus. And on that day, given the weight of that day, there will be a fear of being rejected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is a fear that we have, or that we will have, of the heat of that day. We know (coughs) that the Day of Judgment will be a severe... uh, will be a day of extreme heat, where the sun will be just a mile over our head, and it'll be so hot on that day that some of us will be sweating (coughs) profusely up to our knees some to our waists, some to our shoulders. Some of us, because of the heat of that day, will be sweating to the point where we'll be drowning in our own sweat. There is fear of the length of that day. We know that the Day of Judgment could be hundreds or thousands of years long. And... The anxiety of waiting for the judgment will be so severe That Will reach a point In which we'll say Ya Allah Just start the resurrection already It doesn't matter how I do on it I do It doesn't matter how I'm going to be judged Just start it already This day is too long And I can't handle the anxiety of waiting for this long For the judgment to begin Similar to The anxiety that a person has when they are waiting for their score on a major test, such as the MCAT. Their scores are released three weeks later, and the person becomes very anxious, very anxious, trying to get that score. And eventually they'll say, you know what, I don't even care how I did on it. I just want that score to come back. I just want want it to come back. The anxiety of waiting for a decision is worse than what the decision itself could be. So there's fear... Of the length of that day. And there's one other fear that we often overlook, and that is the fear of being humiliated in front of the Prophet. Allah ta'ala says in the Quran the dua Rabbana wa atina ma wa'adtana ala rusulik Oh Allah our lord grant us what was promised by your messengers wa la Yom al-qiyamah And don't humiliate us on that day Don't humiliate us on that on that day you know, it's enough torment to think about The punishment of the grave It's enough torment To think about The heat of the day of judgment It's enough torment To think about The length of the day of judgment It's enough torment to think about The anxiety of the day of judgment But what about Our first meeting with the Prophet What will that be like? What if based off of our life in this world Our first meeting with the Prophet is one of humiliation How painful of an experience would that be? On that day when we were in desperate need of the assistance of the Prophet ﷺ, how humiliating would it be that we come to the Prophet ﷺ and he turns away from us. Due to our neglect of his tradition Due to the absence of love in our hearts for him, due to our life that's devoid of his sunnah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam What if we as a member and ummati of the community of the Prophet are humiliated in front of him? What will that experience be like What if we come to the Prophet In need of assistance on that day What if we come to him Recognizing that We need him We need his du'as We need his Intercession We need his We need the water That he will provide us with At Al-Kawthar we're in desperate need of these things and we approach the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he turns away from us saying, You didn't give a care for me in that life, why should I give a care for you in this life? What if that's the experience? What if we come to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says that I endured so much pain and difficulty. In my 63 years Of serving This deen for your sake And you couldn't spare just a few minutes To send salawat upon me You couldn't spend Just a little bit of effort To preserve and protect And carry the sunnah Is that what My value was to you? Three months On end There was no oven cooking food in my home for your sake I was pelted and stoned till the point where I bled and was knocked unconscious multiple times solely to preserve this theme so that it would reach you 1400 years later I was knocked unconscious at Uhud so that you would be able to reap the benefits of this deen. I made dua for you when I was on my deathbed. My only thought and concern was for you in my final moments of passing. It comes in narration. That when the Prophet sallallahu Time was approaching to leave this world The angel Jibreel alayhi Came with The angel of death And knocked on the door of the Prophet sallallahu wasallam Said The Prophet sallallahu wasallam said to come in And the angel Jibreel told the Prophet sallallahu wasallam That I've brought with me The angel of death Is it okay for him to come now? Is it okay for him to come? The angel of death won't ask any one of us if it's now if it's a good time to take our soul away. But yet, out of its shyness toward the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam will be the only individual that the Angel of Death will ask permission for before visiting. The Prophet will say, Let him come in the angel of death will tell the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is it okay for me to take you back to allah now or do you need more time is it okay is now a good time the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam will turn to Jibreel alaihi and he'll ask Jibreel alaihi wasallam jibril what do you think what do you think should i go should i stay back Prophet ﷺ will ask And the angel Jibreel ﷺ will tell the Prophet ﷺ Ya Rasulullah Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is longing To meet you once again Imagine that sort of departure from this world Imagine if we are told at the time of our death That come back the Lord that created you, provided for you, took care of you, was your guardian, is desirous of your return to Him. So the Prophet said, I won't go just yet. Jibreel, you need to do something for me before I accept this offer to return with the angel. He tells the angel Jibril alayhi salam Go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala What will be the state and the condition of my ummah? Allah Ta'ala is wanting the Prophet Wasallam to come back. He's longing for the Prophet Wasallam to return to him. It's a guarantee through the angel Jibreel to the Prophet Wasallam that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with you. He's longing to meet you. Would any one of us with that sort of an opportunity turn down that offer? And if we did turn that offer Would it be because of our concern For the Ummah of the Prophet So the angel Jibreel Went to Allah And he came back to the Prophet And he told the Prophet Don't worry Your Ummah will be fine Your Ummah will be taken care of And it was then Only after The Prophet ﷺ Received a guarantee From the angel Jibreel ﷺ, From Allah Ta'ala That his ummah Will be taken care of That he accepted the offer Of going back to Allah Ta'ala Even in his final moments When every single person Is thinking about themselves The Prophet ﷺ Is thinking about us What if we Meet the Prophet wasallam, on the Day of Judgment and he brings this up to us and says that on my deathbed, I was thinking about you and in your life, you cared nothing about me. What if at the time that we are standing before Allah Ta'ala and we're having to answer for everything that we've done and we see the people in before us who are being judged and we <coughs> see that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is one by one by one interceding for them defending them pleading for them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ensuring that they're pushed toward jannah 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 one after the another and then our turn comes, and the Prophet turns away from us and says, You're on your own. When we think about the hereafter and preparing for the hereafter, we should. Think about the various interactions that we'll have in the hereafter. And it'll serve as a drive for us to continue doing what we're doing. Today, it's not easy being who we are. It's not easy (coughs) carrying what we carry. not easy being from the ummah of the Prophet wasallam. but look what we have ahead of us use what you have in front of you the opportunity of an eternity to interact with and benefit from the company, the intercession the feeding of the Prophet wasallam. Use it as a source to keep you going in difficult times Think that if I sacrifice in this world some of my comforts Then in the hereafter when it really counts I'll have Rasulullah Wasallam right by my side If I strive and make an effort to learn about him and practice his sunnah, then inshallah, in the hereafter, when I need it most, I'll be able to drink from his hands at the well of Kawthar. Think that in this world, if I put in some effort to mimic his life, then in the hereafter, when I'm in desperate need, of someone to support me and defend me when I'm before my Creator. When there'll be no one else to defend me no brother, no sister, no celebrity, no politician, no friend only Rasulullah. And He'll be there for me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the sunnah of His beloved Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this life. May He grant us the tawfiq to receive the intercession of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the hereafter. And may He protect us from any humiliation in the hereafter, be it humiliation for our sins, be it humiliation for being the worst ummati of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam.